This is Photo Biz X, episode number 355, and today we're talking personal brand photography, and we're going to be covering pretty much everything you wanted to know about the business side of things. Our special guest is New York-based Heidi Hapanovitz, and that interview's coming up in just a minute. Are you planning to have a successful wedding and portrait photography business? Join Andrew as he interviews successful photographers and business experts to fast track your success. Welcome to the Photo Biz Exposed podcast with your host, Andrew Helmich. Hey, it's Andrew Helmich here from Impact Images and welcome to this episode of the podcast. I'm looking forward to getting in and sharing this interview with you that was recorded a few weeks ago now. So I know things have changed. No matter where you're listening, things have changed. I totally get that. But we're going to stick to the usual interviews that I want to release and get out to you, keep you motivated, keep you thinking about your business and what you can do to basically hit the ground running when when we finally can do that. Before we do jump into the interview, I want to share a couple of things with you. Before I share those things, I just walked out of my my studio, my office, to go and make a cup of tea before I started recording this intro. <laughs> Pretty funny. Linda Linda was sitting at the dining room table on her laptop. She was facing me. I couldn't see what she was watching, but as soon as she saw me walk into the room, I saw her quickly tapping her keyboard, which instantly told me she's doing something that she shouldn't be doing. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> We, we both had a great laugh about it. And uh, <laughs> so what what are you watching? And it was Married at First Sight. And I don't know if you have this show where you are, but man, it is total trash. I can't believe it's mid-morning on Monday and she's watching maths on her laptop. <laughs> and and she's trying to tell me that she's working. <laughs> oh, Anyway. A couple of things I wanted to share with you. Hopefully, hopefully there is some kind of norm- normalcy. Is it normalcy? Normalcy? Returning to your life at the moment. Sure, you may be housebound. I know for me, it was like everything was up in the air for a little while there. There was lots of stress about things getting cancelled and finances and expenses. But now, like once we've worked through all those, we've taken a breath. We've sort of settled into a bit of a routine and I'm finding that, okay, yeah, I do have some time to take on other things. And I, I registered for the first time. I registered, well, not for the first time ever, but the first time since all this started, I registered for a, a course for myself. So I'm looking forward to jumping into that. I'm, I'm honestly, I'm hoping it's the same for you. I'm hoping that things have settled down. You've been able to take a breath, step back. And I don't want to say enjoy. I don't want to make light of the situation that we're all in, but hopefully you, you can make the most of it. And yeah, enjoy the time with your family, with your loved ones. That's one thing I've definitely noticed. You know, we're spending more time together. We actually played a game of Monopoly all together. So Matthew, Jordan, Chloe, who is Jordan's girlfriend, Linda and I, we played uh, Monopoly. I'm not a big games player, but I, I said, yeah, look, I've got, to, I've got to get involved in this. It's family time. And I'm glad I did because I, <laughs> I cleaned up. <laughs> I won, which was great. Uh, so yes, I hope you know you're enjoying times like that. You know, we're getting out and for, for afternoon walks most days, and we're seeing lots of other families doing the same things. And I've been reinvigorated to to do things for the business, work on the website, yeah, things like that. 
um, take on the new course. I hope, I hope it's the same for you. In line with all that, tomorrow I'm kicking off the PhotoBizX Members Vlog Challenge. Get inside the Members Facebook group if you haven't visited for a while. Uh, if you're a regular member, you'll, abs- you'll definitely see the updates there. So the vlog challenge is going to be a 10-day challenge. So we're going to skip the weekends, but a 10-day challenge. And the idea is I'm going to give you something to focus on, to work on with your videos. I'm also going to give you a prompt so you actually know what to say, what to record in your videos. And the idea is to keep these videos under two minutes. So very simple, very easy, very quick to do. Once you watch the tutorial, if you want to call it that, with the prompt, you record your video, you upload it into the members Facebook group, into that unit. So I'm going to have a separate unit for each day. Then you go in and leave a constructive comment on at least two other posts from other members. So the idea is we all support each other in a safe environment. We get used to putting our faces on video. And the ultimate plan is we get comfortable recording video, or you do, and you're able to use that or those new skills and that new comfortableness in front of the camera to use in your marketing, to use as part of your advertising, to communicate with clients. It's such such a big thing to be able to utilize video in in our businesses and to get comfortable doing it. I think what you'll see when you go through this challenge is it's a little slip ups, it's the ums and ahs, the mistakes that actually give your videos personality that show the real you. And I think you'll also see that you don't need to have an amazing location to record. You can do this with your phone. You can do this handheld. I'm going to give you some tips on getting better audio and show you that there's different ways to record these videos to take the fear away if you have that. And if you are already good at recording video and communicating via video with your clients and through your marketing, I'm going to hopefully push you a little bit harder to become even better at it. So that kicks off tomorrow. It's a daily challenge, like I said, for 10 consecutive days, except for the weekend. So it's going to be fun. That's going to be available to you if you are a premium member. It's all there in the members Facebook group. So tune in tomorrow. Start at uh, unit one and work your way through as we go. It's going to be a lot of fun. Looking forward to it. It's going to be great to put some faces to names, voices to names. And uh, I think we'll all get to know each other that little bit better. Can't wait to see you in there. I've got some other announcements and things I do want to share with you, but I'm going to save that till after the interview with Heidi. And now, a macro look at the last episode. In last week's episode, I interviewed Mark Clarice. He's a Melbourne-based photographer. He was primarily focusing on weddings. He's expanded into commercial and corporate videography and photography. But the big standout with Mark and his approach to business and work photography is that he shoots both stills and video on his own for all of his clients. So stills and video at a wedding on his own without an assistant, without a second shooter on the one camera system. And his business has really jumped ahead because he's able to offer both formats. Plus, he becomes a solution for a lot of businesses as he goes on to help them with their social media, with their marketing. He plans out what they need. He can provide them with the stills and the video. I love it. There's been some great comments inside the members group regarding that interview. So get back and have a listen. And again, I don't want to harp on the fact, but this is a perfect time. If you're thinking about adding videography to what you do now, practice it in home. Shoot in home. Do it there. 
get better at it, and then you're able to offer it to clients when things pick up again. You're listening to the number one photography business podcast with Andrew Helmich, photobizx.com. Alrighty, we're going to jump into this interview with Heidi in just a second. If you are into brand photography, personal brand photography, or you'd like to introduce it to your photography business over the coming months, then you're probably going to want to hear everything that Heidi has to share. Well, if you're hearing this announcement, it does mean you are listening to the free version of this episode, and that means I'm saving a big chunk of the second half for premium members only. You won't hear that part of the interview in the free episode. So if you would like to hear the full interview with Heidi, head over to photobizx.com forward slash try. You can try out the premium membership. You can sign up for $1 at that URL on that page. You'll get full access to the interview with Heidi. You can check out the full back catalog. You can come and check out the premium members Facebook group. Take part in the vlog challenge, which is kicking off tomorrow. You'll see what it's like to be a premium member of PhotoBizX. You'll see and get to experience what the community is like, and you get access to the full interviews every single week. There's so much more that goes with the premium membership. Come and check it out, photobizx.com forward slash try. It's $1. You get 30 days to check it all out. And once you do, I know you're going to want to stick around because there is nothing better than having a community that you can lean on, ask for help when you need it, and you get to wake up every single week with ideas, actionable ideas, on how you can move your business forward. Welcome to another great time for business. It's time for Andrew's special guest. Today's guest is a headshot, lifestyle, and personal branding photographer, but it's clear personal branding is where her passions lay. Her ideal client is someone who needs more than a headshot photographer, someone looking for a complete online image makeover. She says, I'm a personal branding photographer and designer for entrepreneurs. I help small business owners level up their confidence and sell authentically with on-brand headshots, lifestyle photographs, and branded websites for their businesses. In addition to shooting, she has a number of online courses, business mentoring, and everything you need to get started as a branding photographer. I'm talking about Heidi Hapanowitz, and I'm wrapped to have her with us now. Heidi, welcome. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. This is one of my favorite topics. (laughs) Business or branding and headshot photography? Actually, more the business side of it. I love the business side of what I do. Absolutely love it. Well, you will feel at home with the questions I'm going to throw at you today. I guess, firstly, I mean, I said the headshots, I said branding photography, branding photographer. How do you brand yourself? So I do call myself a personal brand photographer when people ask. I do shoot headshots. I started off as a headshot photographer, but now when people ask, I simply say a personal brand photographer. And I think, you know, it's a great opener and conversation starter for people. People love to hear about what I do. Is that because people don't know what a personal brand photographer is? So people are learning what it is. It depends on the crowd. Years ago, only people that were very, very deep in the entrepreneurial, like female entrepreneurial world knew what it was. And I and when I say years ago, I mean, like 2014 was when I started shooting personal brand exclusively. Now, though, it's definitely becoming more a part of the language for anybody who owns a business. And I think we're going to get into that quite a bit more later. Sure. Do you feel it's something that people are actually going out and searching for when they're looking for a photographer? 
I know that that's what they're going out and searching for because I have all of the analytics on my back end. And, you know, when I do an intake form with my clients to prove it. So when you say that, are you suggesting then that people are actually searching in Google for personal brand photographer? People are absolutely searching in Google for personal brand photographer. Let me give that a little bit of a caveat. When I first started, that was not the case. When I first started in 2014, the vast majority of people that I photographed, I did meet in you know female business groups. And even if they didn't know the language, personal brand photographer, if you said it, they're like, oh, okay, I didn't realize that was what I was looking for. But yes, that has changed. It has changed a lot. This year, especially I've seen, I think my organic search went up 1200% for that term. I used to only book clients that were referred to me or clients that found me through looking for a headshot photographer, and then I converted them on my site. Now, about half of the clients are actually searching for personal brand photographer, and they're not the kind of people that you would normally think. Wow, that's cool. What do you mean by not the people you'd normally think? Uh, One of my recent clients I had was a high school principal at a big school in the Bronx. On the side, she was doing coaching. She did, you know, like leadership coaching and speaking and things like that. And then she had another side gig writing very romantic fiction novels under a pen name, which I thought was hilarious. Nice. And so she came to me for photos, both for her book and for speaking and coaching. Now, she's not what you consider like a typical online entrepreneur, you know, somebody that like is putting up their website that I'm meeting at these like, you know, social media marketing world or a place like that. This is a woman that was a high school principal and still is. And just, you know, she said, I asked her like, so, you know, where did this term come from? And your head. And she said she was watching some YouTube videos on how to grow her business. And somebody on that video mentioned personal brand. So she went searched and she found me. And like I said, that's happening, not just a little bit more, but a lot more in the past year, like a huge amount more. That's encouraging to hear that, particularly for anyone thinking about moving into this genre. Yeah. What do you think someone like this principal would have been searching for, you know, five years ago or even less last year? Yeah. Even last year, Well, I know because, again, this is something that I saw in groups all the time. I would be in Facebook groups with people and they would say, oh, you know, I need a photographer in my area and I'm looking everywhere. And then I would I'm like, you live in Boston and I'd go on and I would search and I'd find somebody in five minutes. I'm like, there's a million. They didn't know what to search for. So back then, what I would suggest to people is, yes, search for personal brand photographer, but also look for things, you know, maybe they would just look for regular generic photographer and they would take them hours to go through all of the babies and families and wedding photographers in the area. You know, I used to suggest using terms like maybe lifestyle photographer, things like that for them, just to kind of get a feel for who is in their area. So when you got into this kind of photography, you said you were originally shooting headshots. I was. What led you down the road of shooting lifestyle or branding photography? Well, let me back up a little bit more again. Actually, like most photographers, I was shooting everything. So I had trained to do headshots in about 2012, 2013. And I actually thought I was going to become a boudoir photographer, interestingly enough. And then I joined a course with a bunch of female business owners to grow that boudoir photography business. It was an online course. And then there was a local group, like a local Facebook group in the area that I lived in. And I invited people over to my house and we ended up having these weekly, you know, just like business brainstorming meetings, a bunch of women. And these people started to ask me to take their photos. Even though I was kind of moving into boudoir, I still had a headshot site up. I had trained to do headshots. 
And when they first came, I was doing more of a headshot slash little bit like that Studio Sue Bryce thing that was happening, you know, in 2014 that she was teaching. Like, that's all I really knew. I knew that they wanted something more than just a standard headshot. So I started doing that. And then it just progressed from there. I did not search out this kind of photography. I could not have at the time. People came to me for it. And then I just adjusted with the request. And I realized how much I loved it. And here I am five or six years later. So back then, were you referring it to and were clients referring it to as lifestyle photography or were these business portraits? What were people calling them? In that particular group that I joined, people did know the term personal brand photography. That was the first I had heard of it. That was like late 2013, very early 2014. And this was a group that was primarily female business owners. And yeah, they were calling it personal brand photography. So it's been, you know, a part of the language for a lot longer than people realize. People think it's just this like new thing that's just kind of jumped out there, but it's been around for a while. Sure. Okay. Fast forward to today and it looks like, are you only focusing on photographing women? I mean, I saw one or two guys in your site, but not many. Yeah, that's a great question too. So initially I did. Initially, my market was women. I love men. Men are great. They're easy to shoot, but I just felt like I was, I just enjoyed shooting women. They needed it so much more than men. I found that when men go to promote their business, they don't care if their picture is good. They don't care if they're half asset something. They're very comfortable asking for what they're worth. Women are not, and they just aren't. They're a lot more shy about it. They're a lot more shy about being self-promotional. They could be 10 times as talented as a man. And in general, it feels a lot more uncomfortable and they hold themselves back and limit themselves in growing their business much more than a guy would. And so I just really enjoyed helping the women. And to be fair, I was also in a group with a lot of women. I think that at the time, more women needed this kind of photography. Like men didn't really see what they needed beyond headshots. So I was still shooting a lot of male headshot clients, but it was the females that were coming to me, like the female health coaches and life coaches and fitness instructors and people like that, that came for the actual lifestyle packages. I'm now seeing a transition there and I'm now seeing more men and in areas of work that you wouldn't necessarily expect start to want to shoot branding photography. But to be fair, most of them are still women. It's definitely like a woman-heavy market. For you personally, or you feel like the branding photography market is predominantly women? I think that the majority of the people that are searching for personal brand photographers right now are women. I think also, yes, for me, I think that men are slowly becoming educated and understanding what they need. Um, would you like me to give you an example of an, like a new emerging market that I'm seeing coming through? Sure, yeah. Okay. So what I'm getting now is men that are, you know, maybe in their late fifties, they worked for corporate for many years, super smart, know what they're doing. And now they're going out and they're doing, you know, maybe consulting for a software company and they have absolutely no online presence. They maybe have, you know, one really shitty, sorry. That's okay. That's all good. Really (laughs) crappy LinkedIn picture and that's it. And what they need, because the people that are hiring them are maybe, you know, 35 year old guys that are running these companies they need like a little bit of like sexier sort of an image, like something where they look a little bit more hip, they're a little bit more together so that their online presence is equal to their knowledge and their talent and what they have to give to the company. So I would say that that's one of the really big ones. And I think it's a really big untapped market. And I think more people should go after it. So, so is that something you would do or you found your niche with women and that's what you're going to stay focused on? No, I do that. I do shoot that. There are men on my site. They probably are hidden a little bit. 
but I absolutely shoot that. And I love photographing them. I think they're great. They're easy to photograph. They just kind of go along with the program. Yeah. Men are pretty easy. We do what we're told. We do what we're told. Yeah. You're, they're, <laughs> most of my guys just come in and say like, just tell me what to wear. Like here, I brought my whole closet. Women always think that they brought too many clothes. My men bring more clothes often than the women. They're like, I brought it all. Just tell me what to wear. Like I just tell me what to do. And that's just easy, you know? So I love it. I want to get into the business and marketing side of things, but I'd love to just cover the, I guess a big reason I invited you onto the show and, and reached out to you was because I had a thread inside my members Facebook group asking for US branding photographers. And the first bunch of recommendations were all people with courses and these people with the courses weren't often actually shooting branding photography. They were just selling courses. And your name got thrown out there by a fantastic photographer, Anita Watkins, who I've interviewed on the show a couple of times. She's super successful herself. She said that you are killing it as a branding photographer. I went and had a look and you have a bunch of courses online as well. You're mentoring and all kinds of things. Is there a bit of a, I don't want to call it a stigma. Is this weird thing happening where branding photographers are making more money selling courses than they are shooting branding photography? Well, I think that just by nature of how we sell courses online instead of one-to-one services, it's easier to scale your business that way. You know, that just makes sense. But I will say that I never, ever, if you had told me four years ago that I'd be teaching branding photography, I would have told you that you were absolutely crazy. I did not go in to teach anything. I don't consider myself a teacher or I didn't consider myself a mentor to photographers. But what I found is that every single day, I was getting photographers coming to me saying, how did you do this? I really want to break into this market. Can you teach me? And so my course evolved from there. And I think that there's a need for it. And I've since had workshops, you know, I'm coming out with several different product lines and, you know, there's a need for it. I'm getting a lot of burnt out wedding and family photographers who maybe shot one or two brand sessions and are like, this is fabulous. Like, I love it. I love working these smart you know, amazing, intelligent women, and they can shoot on a Monday or Tuesday. So they have their weekends and their afternoons free for their children or whatever, or to travel or whatever else they like to do. Like they love um, the people that they work with. My clients are just the best in the world. And so they were coming to me. And so, you know, I started teaching, I gave them what they wanted. And I found that I absolutely love it. Like I love my students. I have so much fun with them. I enjoy it. I love watching them grow. Do you think you have to be a successful branding photographer to be able to teach branding photography? Oh, that's such a tricky question. So I think it helps. So I think that what I'm teaching is actually how I grew my business. I grew my business on my own. Nobody was teaching it. Nobody told me what to do. You know, I have this on my website. I wasn't funded by a husband or you know, wealthy parents or anything like that. I had two teenagers and I had to, it was ride or die. You know, I've got to make my business work or not. So, you know, I really, really dove into it. And everything that I'm teaching is things that I've learned on my own and tried and, you know, tried something different. I test packages myself and teach them to the students. And, you know, I've done it all on my own. So I think I know what I'm talking about. I haven't seen what other brand photographers are teaching. I've heard good things about some of the courses. And I think, you know, I'm a big online course fan. I'm not going to lie, Andrew, like part of me being able to grow my business was being a little bit of an online course addict. And I do think that not everybody teaches exactly, you don't have to follow exactly what each teacher says. You know, let me give you a really great example. I love content writing courses. I don't consider myself a writer, but I enjoy it. But I've taken, you know, five or six 
content writing courses, if any of my favorite writers put out another course, I'm going to take it. And I get a little bit from one and a little bit from another. I don't think that either one of them are right. They just all have their own style. And I feel the same way about this. Nice. Okay, then. So for someone thinking about moving into branding photography, is there a big enough market to survive on branding photography alone? I absolutely believe that there's a big enough market. Yes. And I think that the market is getting bigger. I think if you are smart in business, you pay attention to the market and how it's changing. And I think that the market is changing and getting in right now is the best time. It's like, you know, I always compared to like, imagine being one of the first YouTube makeup artists 10 years ago. (laughs) Yes. You know, where would you be now? And I, I think more and more people are starting businesses. More and more people are recognizing the need for quality images on social media, on their website. They recognize the ROI of these images. They understand that they need to invest. They want to put it in the hands of somebody that they trust. That's not going to get any less. That's just going to get more. Yeah, I believe that. Um, the market is only going to get bigger. And so back to the, you know, the SEO portion, guess what? If you live in a small town somewhere, maybe it is true that right now you're not going to get a lot of hits for personal brand photography, you know, in Oshkosh, Wisconsin. But you know what? If you get in there first, and you get that content up, you will be able to rank. But when it starts getting bigger in your area a lot more quickly, you will be ahead of the game. And you're going to you find that people find you that you are just not expecting. There's not a lot of competition out there right now. So why not be one of the first ones? Yeah, I love that. Should you or do you need to be a headshot photographer before a branding photographer? No, I don't think you need to be a headshot photographer first. I will say that One thing that I have always taught my students, and this is one of the things that I did in the beginning, and I know that other people discuss this, is I do believe that it's helpful to optimize your website for headshots and corporate photography and things like that. At this point, I've definitely had people who said, I was searching for a headshot photographer. I got to your website, and then I realized, oh, I would love to you know, shoot, do branding instead. They go through a nurture sequence on my website. They were reading my blogs. You know, they watched some webinars and things like that that I've had. So they went from being, you know, a $500 headshot client to, you know, a much, much higher end, multi-thousands of dollars worth of brand photography. And they weren't always people that you would expect. These people would never have searched for that in the first place. So I do think that there's value there. Absolutely. However, I don't believe that that's the only way now. I think Three or four years ago, absolutely. The only way people were really finding you online is if they were looking for headshot photography, maybe like some social media photography, and maybe by optimizing blogs for your past clients, which I can get into if you want me to. However, now 50% of my business and 50% of the traffic to my site is coming from organic searches. That's awesome. So you mentioned earlier that you see a lot of photographers moving into brand photography who are yeah. you know, domestic or let's call them portrait or wedding photographers. Let's say you're talking to me. I'm a wedding and portrait photographer. I want to get into brand photography. Should I start a brand new website or can I have a portion of my existing website for branding photography? What would you say to me if I was getting started? I would say the most optimal thing to do is to start a brand new site for that. Right. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I would suggest that. Here's the thing. Everybody's at a different point in their journey. Everybody has a different amount of energy and time that they're willing to invest I'm certainly not going to tell one of my students, you know, don't do anything. If all you're ready to do is put up personal branding on your site right now, then do that. However, please work towards getting a separate site just for branding. Right. Okay. And I know 
just from talking to you the last 20 minutes or so, you are all over your analytics, you're over SEO. I can see on your website that you, you know, you're targeting keyword phrases like lifestyle photographer, headshot photography, all those things. I totally get the, the, the SEO side of things. I know the listener is pretty good with that as well. Is there anything you can do that's more proactive to bring clients in for branding shoots? Oh my gosh, so many things. <laughs> you can't wait <laughs> to cut yeah. loose. <laughs> so, and I wanted to mention the SEO thing because this conversation that we're having right now, I wouldn't have been so passionate about it had I not seen the change myself in the past year or so. But I don't believe that we should just sit back at our house, you know, unless you can, unless you are just need a side business right now and you are willing to sit back and wait for the business to come. Absolutely not. You need to be proactive in your business. You need to get out there. I started my business before people were finding me online and I started it by making connections with people. I joined business groups where there wasn't a business group. I created one. You know, I joined courses that had other entrepreneurs in there and I didn't join them to poach clients. I joined them just to have relationships, to meet people that were like-minded, that were the kind of people that I wanted to be my friends. And then I've also followed people. Like I've seen people online. I'm like, oh, I would love to work with them. And so I've gone about in a very like, you know, classy way, you know, maybe connecting with them on social media or just saying, hi, like I, you know, I love your work or, you know, I don't encourage people to like reach out and be the like, oh, I can do all of this stuff. I don't love when people try to sell me right in my DMs, but I don't mind someone that's established a relationship with me. If you see somebody that you'd love to work with, like start following their Instagram stories, start commenting on their stuff, start sharing their tweets, like let them know that you exist and then allow it to come more in a natural conversation. So I think that that's one really good way. It's just relationships. And I don't care where you are in the world. I've photographed all over the world, women, especially and men, they're dying to meet other people that are small business owners. There are groups everywhere. You can't leave your house. There's online groups that you can join. They're everywhere. So are you talking like B&I groups or do you think something more specialized just purely for entrepreneurs, small business owners? Either or. I've never been in a B&I group, but I've been in, um, I mean, I've been to workshops where I, I went to a workshop in Italy. This is the brilliance of this business. <laughs> I went to a workshop in Italy just because I wanted to learn how to write for my website. And where there was about 50 other women who all had businesses that came to the workshop and we sat around and on a coastal town and learned to write in a little castle and drank wine at night. And I made friends and many of them became my clients. Like, how is that not just the most fabulous <laughs> business ever? That is a dream way to get clients. A little town on the coast of Italy doing a writing course in a castle. Mm-hmm. True story. <laughs> Does it get better? <laughs> and that's what I love. That is why I love to share. And I'm so passionate about it because I want other you know, photographers to be able to experience that. As amazing as that sounds, and look, and I, for me personally, I'd say, yeah, look, that's achievable. I sign up for a course, I get on a plane, I go to Italy and I do it and I meet these people. Right, why not? But I know there are listeners thinking, come on, I've got three kids, I've got I understand that. a husband to look after, I've got a wife to manage. So, no, sorry, I didn't mean that. I was going to say a mortgage to manage and I said a wife to manage. That's okay. <laughs> Many people have that too. I get it. <laughs> Oh, man, I just removed my foot from my mouth. But yet, <laughs> some people are thinking that is totally unreasonable, Heidi. So you're saying that online groups or local community groups, what's the one thing you would do to try and help bring clients to your business? Okay, so let's say you have a bunch of small children at home and you don't have a passport and you have no desire to leave your town. Great. So why don't you start with the small businesses that you frequent? Do you know one of my biggest clients, my number one return client locally? 
our local spas, like, you know, med spas, stylists, things like that, because they know the value of being on social media all the time. And they always want new photos. You know, go to the lady that gives you your facial or your peels and ask her, stop by the coffee shop that you, you know, and let them know, do they need photos for social media? There's like so much low hanging fruit out there with people that, you know, businesses that you're working with. I get a realtors are amazing right now. That's another great market. They have always been notorious for having like very, very bad, you know, bench kind of headshots and very cheesy. Well, I'm finding that that's changing, that they're also understanding how the market's changing. They're really becoming educated in social media and things like that. And I think they're great clients. I get a ton of them. And I think that it's our job to teach, to share a little bit with them and offer them more value so that they recognize the worth that we have to give in giving them ideas of things that they can do. Let me give you some examples. If I were to shoot a realtor locally, you know, let's say I live in a small town in Georgia, you know, I, or let's say I live in Atlanta, I would find, I would say, yes, you need headshots, but also let's take photos of you for social media that talks about the neighborhood that you live in. Like, oh my gosh, we have this amazing ball field. If you're into marketing to families, maybe on your social media, you've got like, we have the best ball field in the state. You know, I'm hanging out here with my kids and we all get pizza afterwards because people that are buying homes in the market they want are buying a story of their future. Like, where are they going to move their kids? What are the schools like? You know, and that's going to be different if you maybe are a realtor that's selling something in Tribeca in New York. Okay, I love that that scene you've already painted for me. You're already selling me on the idea of moving to that community. And I can see the real estate agent would be crazy not to take you up on that. So just talk me through that. Just go back a step. Let's say you cold calling on a real estate agent. Have you already checked their website? Have you checked their headshots before you make that cold call? Or are you just going in there and trying to get business? No, I wouldn't. I personally would look at their step if I were going to cold call on somebody. And I don't even, I mean, I know that there is value to just showing up at a realtor's office. I get that. But I don't even think we need to do that. I think that's very awkward for a lot of people. We have friends. If your kids are in school, I can guarantee you know one or two moms or dads in that school that's a realtor. Let them know, hey, I'm starting to shoot brand photography. Post on social media. One of the biggest issues that I'm finding with photographers who are not getting business is they're, they're not telling anybody what they're doing. It's like, it seems so obvious, but they'll say, oh, like, I really want to grow my business. I want to do this. And then I go on their social media accounts. Nothing. It doesn't say a single word about the fact that they're shooting brand photography. And it's not just that business. I see it in other businesses. I helped a friend who's a makeup artist, started course for makeup artist. I go on there and I'm like, there's nothing that says you're a makeup artist. If you're a makeup artist, Start putting out there, like put on your, your Instagram, on your Facebook, on everything. I'm a makeup artist. Start posting pictures of makeup that you're doing. Start talking about it. Let people know what you do and put an offer out there. Give them something to buy. Yeah, I love that you clarify that it would be awkward for a lot of people because it would be doing a cold call. So let's say I get an inquiry from a realtor who is one of the parents of one of the kids at my school and he or she are thinking about headshots. Is that when you have the conversation about, hey, Let's think about going to the local ballpark. Let's go to the pizza parlor after, uh, you know, with the kids. Let's go and shoot in front of the local school. Is that when you present those ideas? I think that that's a great time to present it. Um, But I think even better than that, if you've done the work even before they contact you, so they have been watching you on social media, sharing other stories and things like that, or maybe sharing a post on social media saying, hey, I have the most amazing ideas for, you know, realtors, and then kind of listing that out. 
then they're already seeing you as you know a valuable investment in their business and as something more than just a regular photographer. They're coming to you as someone who can help them grow their business. I think it depends on where you are. I personally am not the kind of person that wants to go knocking and cold calling. That would just be really awkward for me. I know some people are amazing at it. I get it, but I'm more, I want to like go down a little bit more of a subtle road and just kind of, you know, establish relationships with people. And everybody is starting a business nowadays. And that's not an exaggeration, just everywhere I go, moms, grandmothers. I mean, it's just, it's easy. There's an easy point of entry now to start a business. So make it part of the conversation, have people when they think, even if they're not, when they think of images for their social media accounts, make sure that your name is the one that they're thinking about. And I can't tell you how many people that hire me that have been following me on social media for years. I don't even know who they are. And then they book. (laughs) It's never the people that you think are going to. It's never like your neighbor that's like, I'm dying to work with you. And then they never do. Or your best friend from, you know, eighth grade. It's like people that have been following you that you didn't even know, or like a random person that maybe your kid went to kindergarten with 10 years ago. And then they've just been silently watching you and waiting. I love it. I am absolutely loving you and what you're sharing and your passion for this. And I think you glossed over pretty quickly an idea that I have never seen another photographer do, which I think would work wonders. You said... Premium members of PhotoBiz Exposed hear more of the best photography business strategies from every guest. Just one last thing before I find out some details on where listeners can find you. I didn't clarify with the makeup artist and hairstylist. Are they coming with you for the day or they do their one setup in the morning and that's it and done? It depends on the shoot. So for a headshot and for like a smaller lifestyle shoot, I just have them come and you know show up, do the hair and makeup and then leave. And there's a reason for that. I actually have found that I find that they get in the way a little bit. Like I love the makeup artists and things like that. But at some shoots, I feel like they're constantly there trying to touch up my client yes. like while I'm trying to shoot. <laughs> yes. Um, I don't know. I think you guys, everybody has seen this before. And my hairstylist and makeup artists, they're used to doing makeup for brides. They can put something on that's going to last all day. Sometimes I'm doing like a longer, higher end shoot where people do want multiple hair and makeup changes. And so I will have somebody stay for the day. Um, it depends. So, but for the most part, I think that you can just kind of be a little bit of a one and done. And I also have been trained to touch up a bit on my own. So, yeah, I love it. Everything you shared has been absolutely amazing, Heidi. I am so thankful to Anita for putting your name out there. And yeah, so grateful for you for saying yes. I think you would be amazing to learn from the fact that you're actually doing this day in, day out. You know, you're walking the walk while you talk the talk. Where's the best place for the listener to learn more if they want to get into personal branding? Yeah. So, well, my website for my photography is HeidiHapanowitz.com. And there's a link at the top of that website that goes directly to my course, Academy, or they can just click on PersonalBrandingPhotography.Academy. Okay. I've got that but one. It's there. very easy to find it from <laughs> personal brand. You could spell my name wrong online and still find me. Just, <laughs> people do it all the time. <laughs> and what about Instagram? Where do we find you on Instagram? Yeah, I'm Heidi Hapanowitz on Instagram as well. Heidi Hapanowitz everywhere. Fantastic. I'll add links to all those in the show notes so it's very easy for the listener to find you, to your Insta accounts, your teaching accounts, everything. It'll all be there in the one yeah. spot. Please reach out. If you do link through there, reach out, send me a DM, let me know where you heard me. And I love to connect with people. Unreal, unreal. I'm going to ask one last question before I do let you go. With the clients or students that come through with you, what do you think is the, or what is the one big thing they struggle with? What prevents them from actually making it if they don't? 
are you talking about photographer students who yes. want to become brand photographers? Yes, yes. Um, themselves, their own head. <laughs> so really it's not the marketing, it's not getting out there. Yeah, just getting out of your own way. It's mindset. I mean, I can give you everything in the world, but if you are not willing to have the confidence to get out there and just do it, there's nothing that I can do. So, so. you have to do it. And there's so many talented people out there that are not making money. So many because they're just not, you know, willing to kind of step into the next level version of themselves. Yeah. Heidi, I've said it before. You're amazing. Thank you so much for sharing everything you have. Thank you. I'm so excited to have spent this time with you. And thanks, Anita. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Heidi as much as I did. Heidi, if you're listening again, thank you so much for coming on, sharing everything you did. I know things have turned upside down since we recorded, but I expect and I'm, I'm sure that everything you shared will be as relevant to, to the listener once things clear up with the coronavirus and you shared so many great ideas that they'll be able to implement into their business. So again, massive thanks. Hope you are staying safe and well. And I'm looking forward to hearing what listeners have to say about what you had to share. And for you, the listener, I hope that's all true. I hope you love what Heidi had to share. If there was something specific that Heidi shared that you thought, yes, absolutely, I will be implementing that into my business, I'd love to hear about it. I know Heidi would too. You can leave a comment. You can let us know inside the comments area at the bottom of the show notes. And this week, you can find them at photobizx.com forward slash 355. Now, in those show notes, I've got examples of Heidi's beautiful work. I've got links to anything and everything that she mentioned. And I've also got links to all the other things that have been talked about in this episode of the podcast. And of course, if you are a premium member, I'll be adding Heidi into the members Facebook group. So if you have a follow-up question for her, hit her up inside the members group. I'll make sure that she sees your comments or questions. And lastly, a big thanks to Anita Watkins for recommending Heidi for this interview. What a great suggestion. So thanks, Anita. PhotoBizX.com. Real advice, real strategies, and real ideas to build your photography business. I've got just a couple of announcements before we close out today's episode. The first one is if you are a premium member on the $20 per month plan, make sure you check out the URL photobizx.com forward slash SMS because you can sign up for a six-month membership for $60 and I'm going to refund your last $20 payment. So this is my little way of helping you as best I can through this period when you might have faced some cancellations or some rescheduling. I want to help you through this period. So photobizx.com forward slash SMS. Sign up for six months. You can pretty much do that for $40 at the moment. And nothing changes with your membership. You continue to get your premium episodes delivered automatically to your podcast app. Nothing changes as far as the members Facebook group. Everything remains the same. You sign up for the six-month plan. I'll go in, refund your last $20 payment and cancel any future $20 payments for you. I can help you with that. Don't forget too, if you are looking for any ideas, if you're looking for help, I'm posting any resources that I come across that will potentially help you with your business if it's been affected. Well, obviously it has been by the coronavirus. That page is over at photobizx.com forward slash CVR. So I'm adding resources in there as I come across them. 
The latest one that I added today, just this morning, was a wedding support guide by Lee Lu. It's a, it's a downloadable PDF and it's beautifully laid out, beautifully designed. You can customize it to suit yourself with your images, but it covers everything that you would want to relate to your client who is unsure about what's happening in regards to their wedding and their wedding photography. Um, go and check it out. I've got a link to it in the resource page there. And the beautiful thing with this one, what they've done there at Lilu is um, they've got a different range of prices for this PDF. You can pay $50, which is what they would normally charge, but they've also got different uh, rates. You can pay down to $0. You can get this for free if you really can't afford it at the moment and uh, and you think it's going to help you in your business. So anything like that that I'm coming across, I'm adding them to that resource page. And, uh, and feel free to let me know if you come across something that you feel should be added to that resource page. I'll be happy to add that in there. Talking about that resource page, I shared something with premium members in the group earlier this week, actually last week, about personal projects and creating images for clients via FaceTime. And this was inspired by John Keatley and what he's doing on Instagram. Well, I shared that inside the group and on site uh, on the uh, coronavirus resource page. And uh, I'm, I'm wrapped to see some photographers actually taking this on board and implementing it and using it. They may not be generating an income from it. I don't think I've seen anyone actually charging for those yet. But what a great way to stay motivated, creative and in touch with your clients. So I'm looking forward to hearing from you if you are putting this into action. I know Anthony Guana is doing this right now. I saw Kate Thomas was considering it. Uh, and a few other photographers in the group were also talking about doing this or introducing this to their clients or their local community, which I love. So more details on that over at photobizx.com forward slash CVR. And just quickly, one of the other things I was saying, I think in last week's episode was it's important for us to stay in touch with our email list, which is generally our past clients and possibly our potential clients, our future clients. Stay in touch with them as best you can. I love what I've been seeing from some members. I'm subscribed to a few different email lists from different uh, PhotoBizX members. I saw one this morning from Laurie Brown in Canada. I love what Laurie's doing. She emailed her list and shared something from Creative Live that would be applicable to her audience. Uh, from memory, it was the health and well-being modules, Creative Live offering those free. And how smart is Laurie? She realized, hey, this is something that anyone on my email list any one of my past clients or prospective clients would be able to utilize. So she shared it with them. Sorry, sorry, Laurie, if that was meant to be a secret and something just for you. But I think that's a wonderful idea. So stay in touch with your community. Stay relevant to them. Don't let them forget about you because we are on lockdown or practicing social distancing or confined to our homes. Because all this will change at some point. We need to be ready to go when it does. Alrighty. That is it for me for this episode. I hope you do have a fantastic week. I hope you get to enjoy the times that you do have with your family. Even if you are confined to your home or maybe you can just get out for for a walk each day. But I hope you are making the most of the time. I hope there's some peace in your life. I hope the bills and, and all the money things aren't causing you too much distress. And most of all, I hope you're staying safe and healthy. That's it for me for this week. I'll talk to you soon. Bye for now. If you have enjoyed this episode, head 
to photobizx.com. Join the conversation, leave a comment and share your thoughts on the interview with Andrew and today's special guest. 